Welcome back to the Dash Podcast. I've got another Miami alumni, the cradle of coaches, a former athlete, Paris Edwards, here with me today. He is a fire rescue team member, and he is also a member of the Toledo Public School System. He's an author and a motivational speaker. And actually, Paris, before we even get started, I did just read your post this morning about all these Miami alumni in the Olympics and the Super Bowl across the world. Can we just talk about Miami for a minute before we really get into something else? Absolutely, man. Uh, Miami... Uh, decided to go there to further my education and play football at the next level. Are you from Toledo? Yes, I'm born and raised in Toledo, Ohio. And um, going there was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made um, beyond football, beyond sports, but the people I met, the networking, man, and the success, just looking at it, I've been out of college almost eight years this Hmm. December, and the success that all the people that I came in contact with it's just amazing. Yeah. And it, it, it if, if that doesn't motivate you to be great and to be successful, then I don't know what else will, man. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that place, man. That place is dear to my heart. I, I agree. And I, unfortunately, I haven't been back since I graduated. But I'm using every everything that I learned, everything that I was involved in, um, from student government to Red Hawk Council, diversity affairs, the labs I worked in, the classes I took. I'm using every piece of it now in my life. And so like the, you know, the, the top ratings in graduate teaching and salary after graduation and in the top right. bars and everything about Miami, I feel like is true. Um, and so I, I, I had a coach, uh, Don Treadwell, loved him as a man and as a person, um, great mentor, great leader. We had to work on those wins and losses. So we, we learned more about Miami in the history and how to become a great person than we did win football games. And sometimes that's okay. Um, but Miami was definitely all that in a bag of chips. Um, definitely believe the hype about Miami. For sure. And so, so who else? I, I played with Brandon Brooks for a year. Brooks is a, a guard for the Eagles. He just won the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. We've had Tyrone Jones on the show before. He's um, with the Japanese speed skating team in the Olympics yep. right now. Who, who else is there? Man, we got um, you got Zach Dicer who played mm. in the NFL. Um, I'm not sure if he's still with someone. Um, then you got uh, who am I missing? Of course, Big Ben and, and Wally Zerbiak. Of course, Big Ben and Wally. Um, we got. A, I know I had a couple basketball roommates. They playing overseas. Yeah. Uh, I know my best friend, Donovan, who played on the football team, he's a lawyer. Him and his wife are lawyers. Down in Atlanta, yeah. You know know, uh, Will Will Diaz? Yep, yep. He's a lawyer too, isn't he? He's a lawyer. I mean, it's, it's, and then Andre, which is Donovan's Sands, another one of my best friends. He's the youngest principal in the state. In Cleveland, right? I mean, Cleveland, yep. Wow. I can go on and on, man, about the, Mm. the successful people there and that. I'm just so... I'm proud of them, man. I'm yeah. glad to be in their life. I mean, honestly. So, so what what did you bring from from Miami? Um, you've got your book, 365 Days of Happiness. When did that come out? That came out a year ago last month. So okay. it came out in January 2017. Okay, okay. And wh- wh- where did that concept come from? Why did you Why did you want to write a book? And did Miami have any part of that? Um, honestly, Miami didn't really have any um part of it from the from the idea standpoint yeah but 
I never been, I never really liked writing. I've always been a lover of reading. I, I still love reading more than I do writing. But the reason I wrote the book, I mean, the reason I wrote the book, my, my purpose for it was to use my successes as well as my failures to motivate somebody. I mean, it's, it's really that simple. That's what it was. But right. where it stemmed from was more my failures. You know, when I graduated from Miami in 2010, we had won the championship. We had broke the record for the greatest turnaround. Um, what did we go? One and eleven to ten and four. Right. Won the MAC championship. Won the Go Daddy Bow. I mean, life was great. I graduated from college. First person in my family ever to do so. Life was just great, man. It was rolling. Blah blah blah. And I, I pursued the NFL for a few years. I uh, went to the combine, man. I was one of the fastest safeties in the. Com- I was the fastest safety in the combine. Performed drills well. All the above. Long story short, I played a couple. Uh, I played a trial for a Canadian team, had a trial for an arena team, made the arena team. Um, first game, had three picks, 10 tackles, um, and they wow. cut me the next day. Wow. So all this was over like a three year span or whatnot. And when they cut me, that was the lowest point of my life. When they, when they cut me that day, I knew football had left my heart the passion Mm. was gone Mm. and what i struggled with is i had played football for so long up to that point in my life i was 20 i was 26 no no i was 23 is what i was 23 25 and i had i could not separate paris the football player versus paris the human being the individual Mm. i could not see myself without football so i was depressed i was at the lowest point i've ever been at in my life all because i didn't reach what i thought i should have reached in football Hmm. so after all that i basically had to spend time and get to know myself not what i was attached to not whether i went to miami not whether i played football not any of that but me as the individual the value of who i am Hmm. So, I mean, I read, man, I probably read over 150 books in like a two-year span. I was reading my Bible. I was getting to know God. And all these things is kind of like I was relearning myself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have football Mm. as an outlet, which is what it always was. was. Yeah. And that started 365 Days of Happiness. I said I will never let a situation dictate my happiness i will Mm. never let a situation be the i will never let a situation define me but how i respond to the situation will be based on how i live my life and that's a choice that is simply a choice yeah yeah that's amazing and i'm so many people so many athletes there's so many athletes in the country and in the world that go through something similar like that i i I had um my point my low point was actually when i got to college it was my freshman and sophomore year um i i came in off a shoulder surgery didn't play my first year had a knee surgery coming into my second year just small meniscus but just coaching change um you know kind of got fell down the depth chart real quick didn't touch the field um, stuff just wasn't going my way on on the football field. Now, very similar to you, definitely turned to God, um, called my coaches and things, and started reading books and finding myself. 
Um, but but the thing is, I think so many guys, I got a call from one of my, my former teammates. Um, I kind of mentored him while I was at school. Um, and there's two guys. One of them is, is on his way and doing well. He's already graduated. And one is worried now, like, hey, I'm done with football. Like, what's next? I, I, I haven't thought this far yet. What am I about to get into? Like, it's time to look for a job. I don't know what I want to do. Where do I go? What? How does this book? How do how how do you get out of that situation? Um, how do how do we get more of our four? That's my teammate. How do I get my teammate unstuck or to a situation where they're where they want to be? The, the the first step, honestly, man, is is simply just starting where you are. We we tend to look at other people and want to be where they are. So this is not a book. This is not a book that's going to say steps one, two, three, ABC, because that's not life. Because if I do that, that's based off only on me. Mm. That's based off mm. how I did it. Or So this book, the book is a guide to get to know yourself. Gotcha. If you, you, you can only, it takes, Eric Thomas says a quote, it takes 30 years to be 30. <laughs> if you're 30 and this person one. is 23 graduating wow. college he's 23 yeah you can't make him what he's not yeah he, he's 23 hmm. so he doesn't know how did you get where you you have to get to know yourself wow where you are right now is the most important thing shoot man that's the that, that's the most important thing so <laughs> so get it so getting to know yourself getting to know what you're interested in Besides the sport that you've played all your life, it's mm. hard. It's like mm-hmm. a divorce, man. I, I really tell people it's really like a divorce because you're breaking up with something yeah. that you've done wrong. Yeah, long. yeah. It, it, the scariest thing to do is look in the mirror. Yeah, and so, the, the toughest, you, you've done that so much, and you've been, I mean, some people forget how to eat when they're done playing football, get real heavy or lose a lot of weight because everything... Yep. You've got five cameras watching your every move, and you are, you're an MF if you take a six-inch step with the wrong foot. So it's it's yep. a it's a real reality switch when you are when your life is your own right now. Um, I, I would say personally, I was fortunate to have um, the support and the background where I wasn't the first person to graduate from college, and my brother went before me, and my father went before me. Um, so I, I was able to plan a little bit further ahead, and I spent my last semester instead of. Instead of playing my fifth year, I only needed three credits to graduate, and I decided to study abroad in Luxembourg. But in that time, yeah, and football paid for it. Um, and so, but because I didn't, what I was supposed to do my first three years, I had that opportunity. I only needed three credits um, to graduate. So o- over there, I didn't have a phone. I didn't have Wi-Fi. I didn't know anybody. It was 128 students, but... I was just completely disconnected. So all I had to do was reflect and find myself. And I listened to Les Brown and Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins and, and all those guys and just got lost in myself and really, really got solidified in my faith and in my direction um, in the world. So I, so I, my point is, I think there's a lot of reflection that goes into to finding yourself. When you say start where you are, um, how? How, Paris? I I don't know what that means, man. How, how do I, what do you mean? What do I need to reflect on now? Well, the first thing you have to do is to, to know what your interests are. What, what can you give a hundred percent at? What can you wake up and do that's going to 
that's going to overpower you wanting to sleep in. Mm, like, what pull you out that, of bed. What the, yeah, what is the one thing that you would be willing to do for free? Not that you will do it for free, but what is the one thing that you will be willing to do for free? If you take money out of the picture, yeah. what's your passion? What's your drive? Okay, whatever that is, you have to put in work. You have to you have to study that. You have to become a student of life again. Hmm. Just the same thing that you did with sports. Same way you study your playbook. Like you study your playbook. Study yourself. Study hmm. just all the names you just said you listened to. I knew every single one of them. Right. Because I'm a speaker and I study people that's done that it. Do what that's you love. It, hmm. That's on the level of where I'm trying to get to. And the the other thing, you and that's the thing. They, people will ask. Everybody else, what should you do? People have never been in your situation. Yeah. I think that was that was one of the things I was blessed with. I, I kind of had nobody to <clears> add <throat> what to do next. So when that's the case, help an uh, answer is not going to always help you. Mm. Sometimes it's... you just have to take a leap. You just have to go. <laughs> and I, I swear, I could not have told you. I made a. I could. I was working at Jeep after I finished with football. I could not have told you that I'll be exactly where I am today. Right. But I could tell you my passion was helping people. I love helping kids. I love being motivation in the yeah. people. Once I found out something, and this is the third thing. I found something that was bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Once Amen. I found out something that was bigger than me, the rest was <clears throat> easy because I know people are looking to me to say, oh, well, why does he do this? Or if he can do that, I can do that. Right. Just like Eric Thomas said, he said that nobody, the reason he, this dude was getting paid, how much he get paid? Like six figures for a speech, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. 50,000, 100,000. Yeah, he went back and got his doctrines. Why did he go back and get his doctrines? Because nobody in his family, no male in his family had graduated high school hmm. in like 50 years. Hmm. Oh, his thinking was, if I get my doctorates, my son has to at least do what? Get his doctorate. Get his doctorates. So I just signed up for paramedic school. Mm. I started school in a couple weeks. Mm. I signed up for paramedic school, one, because, yes, it'll help me become a better firefighter, all that stuff. I'll get paid. Yes. But I'm comfortable right now. I don't have no, I don't have kids. I don't have, I'm not married. I am comfortable financially. I've traveled the world. I got a great schedule. I don't need to do this, mm-hmm. but I have to keep challenging myself, mm. educate, better myself to set the bar for other people. Yeah. So find something that's bigger than you. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's it. That's it. I, I think one of the things I learned um, through failure, through failing, failed on the world championship stage, Failed at football, failed all the biggest failures. I learned that it's it's all about me because it's about the decisions I make every day, and it's not about me because the reason you get out of bed every day has to be bigger than you. Um, you you hit that on the head. And there's an, another quote I think that um, kind of summing up what you said. Uh, Jonathan Livingston Siegel by Richard Bach. Um, he's there's th- th- it's literally about seagulls. One of them says the key to arriving is knowing that you're already there. Um, and, and that that's that's the secret to arriving. Um, I always think it's about the quality of your questions. You know, and you said it's it's not always the answer that you're gonna get. 
Um, I'm, I'm looking at, I need a business coach now. I, I've, I've had a business for about a year, year and a half. I'm at a point where I've done all I can do by myself. I need someone to hold me accountable, ask me the right questions. What, what kind of questions do you have to ask yourself or, or do you ask yourself now when you want to get better? When I want to get better, I the first thing you have to do is you can't you can't make it so general. You have to be very specific. Hmm. So I think sometimes we confuse busyness with pro- productivity. Being busy is not the same as being productive. So it starts with writing down specific goals. I remember um, in 2014, yeah, 2014, I wrote down, you know, I wanted to be an author. I wanted to be a firefighter. I wanted to do all these things, a motivational speaker. But then I had to write many goals. Yeah. You know, I need to go to a book seminar, author seminar. I need to go to a library, read five. So being being specific and breaking down big goals into smaller goals is the, mm. the first step. Yeah. To getting you, you kind of take it from an abstract level down to the concrete. Um, and, yeah. and, and that's the thing, too. I think, you know, now I can now if somebody asks me what I can do. I can say my job is to make it easier for you to do what you love or, or facilitate purpose or uh, create opportunities. Now I've got now I've got my mission and my purpose so bored now that I can say it in two words. But but the first time I asked myself that question or the first time that somebody asked me the question, I remember junior year, my work and motivation teacher said, if money was no object, what would you do with your life? I said, I would be a speaker or a consultant, both of which I'm doing today. But it was those actions. If I want to be a speaker, I better learn how to read better. So I know how to, what other people are saying and how I need this, this Rolodex of words that I can spit back out, stories to tell, let me read. If I want to be a speaker, I better write something. The first time that I wrote a speech, it was so bad I couldn't edit it. It was awful. Um, but it was through that trial and error that, that gets you to the point where, where now I speak based on questions. If I'm going to an event, instead of writing a transcript, I write down questions and give a speech based on that. Um, when, when it comes to ideas, and I might be switching lanes a little bit here, but taking it from the abstract to the concrete, um, Catching ideas is, is something that I've thought of in the past, around this time last year. Same way with your book. They say that everybody has at least two good ideas a year that can be worth over a million dollars. How do you hold on to an idea or know which idea to hold on to and follow it through um, to see that success? There's no, there's no easy answer to that. But, you know, once you... Once you claim what I did was once I realized that I had a passion for becoming an author and a, and a speaker, um, I'm not saying this is the answer for everyone, but I literally made a YouTube video hmm. and said that I'm going to become this. Is, I was working at Jeep. I was building Jeep Wranglers. I was working on an assembly line, graduate <laughs> from Miami, working on an assembly line. Uh. Crazy. So. I said, I'm going to become an author. I mean, it's on YouTube today. I said, I'm going to become an author. I'm going to become a motivational speaker. I'm going to become a firefighter. So what this did was, Hmm. what, what this did was, it held me accountable to the most important person in the world. Who was the most important person in the world? The answer should be you. That That should always be that answer. 
So I know that I don't want to let anybody else down, but I know right. that I'm not going to let myself down. Right. But in the grand scheme of things, I did this publicly. What is that going to do for other people? They're going to look at it. At first, people was like, man, this dude crazy. <laughs> like, who, who is he? Like, but oh, the, the same scripture kept popping in my head. Hebrews 11. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So once you hold yourself accountable to mm. what you're going to do, and you're not mo- you're not motivated. I got this from David Goggins. You're not motivated to do something, but you're driven. Mm. Because drive is going to keep you going. Motivation is going to get you to 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 sign up for paramedic class. Right. Okay, I was motivated. I but, signed up for paramedic class. But it doesn't last. It's not going to last. When I start having to learn all these medications, starting IVs, doing clinicals, only thing that's going to get me through that is drive and the fact that I wrote down before right. I even became a firefighter that after I become <clears throat> a firefighter, I'm going to become a paramedic. Mm-hmm. I failed the paramedic entrance exam three times. I failed it three times through the fire department. So I'm like, uh, in my mind, I'm like, oh, man, I... I really don't need to become a paramedic. That's mm-hmm. that's me rationalizing me getting out easy. But I had to look in the mirror. I read, I read all my goals. I said, I have to do this. I said, I have to do I really have to do it now. I really have to do it now. So I find, went to another school outside of our department and signed up for a paramedic class. And I'm mm-hmm. starting in a couple weeks. So that that's what it takes, man. That that's you have to you have to find out what really drives you. Yeah, because that's the only thing that'll last. Yeah, yeah. And the the will that's that's perfect. I don't even want to. I don't even want to add anything to that. I just put a put a period. I'm trying to think about um you know continuing. I'm, I'm thinking about my guy, man. I'm thinking about my guy, and, and I want to send this to him as soon as we're done with the with the interview and with the production because I think this is going to be great for him and and other athletes to listen to um i knew i knew coming out of school that i didn't know what i wanted to do because the the jobs that i applied for i did not get um and so i was scared i was over in europe having fun and didn't have a job um but i knew i loved the young people and i knew that what drives me youth I, i'm childish i love being around kids when i go to an event yesterday i went to a birthday party for a 10 year old it was a family friend um but I just want to go sit with the kids for a minute and chop it up with them, and then I'll go holler at the adults. So everything that I did circled around youth. Now I'm at a place where I've had to take myself several layers away from the children so that I can have stability in my life and a true impact on theirs. Um, because my 30-minute my talks, my hour talks, which I still do, are great, but if I could impact the instructor or the school or the organization, that's going to last a lot longer on these kids. Um, so that's, that's a process to get in there too. Um, I think you have to, one thing that did it for me is reading. Mm. Um, biographies are probably my favorite things to read and reading about people that it'll tell you their whole story about how they started Mm. and how, um, because I, I, the reason I really don't watch TV because it doesn't show you everything. Mm. A book will tell wow. you, will show you the foundation, the humble beginnings of something or someone. Mm. So I want to know everything. I want to know 
I don't want to just know about this person's success. I want to know about their failures. So once you get a reality of what it really takes, yeah. Wow. To, but making means what's your definition of making? What what do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Finding examples of that, that's that's fuel for your fire. Yeah. Fire little firefighter education here. A fire needs three things to burn: fuel, heat, and oxygen. Hmm. If all those three things aren't on that fire, mixing at the right the right rate, it's called a fire tetrahedron, then the fire cannot burn. It could be one thing missing. It could be one thing missing. So you have, we have to find a way to, to feed ourselves. Mm. Whatever feeds you in wherever you're at at the beginning, whatever keeps you going, you ha- what, whatever it may be, this, this interview, this is something that's keeping me going. Mm. This is something that's keeping me going. When Mo, when Mo asked me to do this interview, this is something that's keeping me going. When somebody randomly messaged me on Facebook, or like, oh, your message did this, yo, that's keeping me going. You have to find it in the little things. Right. Because if you're faithful with a little, then you'll be faithful with a lot. So when I'm at work and it's time to do chores and I got to clean the bathroom, I don't treat cleaning the bathroom mm. any different than saving somebody out of a fire. If you treat it with the same effort, the same passion, then you never have to get ready for anything. So whatever feeds your fire, you have to take hold of that. But everyone's different. Yeah. Whatever keeps you going, you have to you have to hold on to that. Yeah, and it's really up to you to find it at the end of the day. Absolutely. I, I've seen I've seen um, a lot a lot of people. I've noticed in a lot of books, you know, reading um, as much as you do. Some people don't like to read. If you don't like to read, listen. You can find some of these same audio books online. Get in where you fit in or do it. You know, audio, visual, kinesthetic, something to get yourself involved with role models. People you can you can have role models that are dead, that are five hundred years old, that their whole life is in a book. Marcus Aurelius, all his whole memoirs are are documented from a thousand years ago and you can read them and people build philosophies on it. So, you know, don't count out any different methods of having someone to support you. Um, that's a side note. But I've noticed in all of your work, it's all about service, teaching students, saving lives, writing books. They're all they're all service oriented. Um, and I think somebody said the secret to living is giving. I think it's Tony Robbins. Why do you do what you do, Paris? Why do you do what you do? Well, the the like I said, the first reason I do what I do is because I love it. Um Helping yourself is helping others. So the reason I mm. teach, the reason I run in burning buildings, the reason I try to I do CPR on people to try the reason I do all of those things is because I personally love it. If you don't do what you're if you don't do what you love, it won't bring out the best in you. So whether people want to call that selfish or self love, I like to call it self love. Right. I love it. I love being a firefighter. I I never feel I never not feel like going to work. Mm-hmm. I love going to work. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Secondly, what is the, the quote on the back of my book? The reason I wrote my book. I live by a quote that I wrote. Become more to give more. Stop asking God to bless you and ask God to put you in, in to give you, put you in position to bless others. Hmm. 
and that that's it. Become more to give more. So if you becoming more to give more, it's a balance. It's a balance because if I'm becoming more to just accumulate more, then what I mean, there, there's gonna you're gonna you're gonna stop. You're gonna hit a wall, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be doing things for the wrong reason. That's you're gonna say, mean. well. Um, I remember I was at Jeep before I quit. It was like, oh, we can offer you another job because you got a degree. Do you want to go work in HR making a hundred hundred thousand dollars? I said, no, thank you. It was like, are you sure? I said, no, thank you. I know what I'm passionate about. I know what fulfills me. So I turned down a hundred and a hundred thousand dollars a year job to become a firefighter, risk my life every day versus a safe job. Right. A hundred thousand, but, but I know what my passion is. So, I mean, honestly, becoming more to give more is what fuels me. And like we said earlier, something that's bigger than you, that's when you become unstoppable. And we, mm-hmm. we've learned that in sports. A lot of people don't realize that not wanting to, not wanting to let your teammate down mm-hmm. or your coworker down or your family member down, you will pull something inside of yourself that you didn't know you had. That's true. That's true. That's that's real. That's about as real as it gets. When you think about finding your purpose and your direction and your path, that's 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 all it. Summarize you just summarizing everything perfect. I love these these powerful punches. If you were to go back and talk to yourself in your last semester of college or or go back and talk to all of our seniors at Miami that are about to go to the real world, what is what life tips, what life advice can you give them right now to, to help them in their next step of life? I would tell them to, number one, enjoy the journey. Because where you're at, you'll never go back. So if it's your senior year, enjoy that. If it's, if it's your sophomore year, enjoy that. Roll with the punches in the journey. The destination is so overrated that Mm. it is so overrated that it causes people to be unhappy. I think that's the main thing that causes people because because they they're always put people are so people are not happy because they're trying to be happy. They think when I get here, I'm going to be happy when I get married. I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Oh, I'm 30 years old. I need to be married by now. I need to have kids. I need to do right. this. Oh, I just graduated college. Man, I need to have a job by now. Dude, like, you're, you're, you have to enjoy the journey. You have to roll with the punch. They tell boxers to roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. Because nobody wants to get punched. But if you roll with it and you know it's a part of life, right. and you don't, you don't, you don't get all, all, um, Oh, what's the excited and this so anxious about the future? Yeah, right. like you don't get, you don't get so anxious. You gotta, it's life, man. You you gonna get punched, you gonna get hit, you gonna get knocked down. But once you once you realize that that's just part of life, and it's not life happening to you, mm-hmm. but it's life happening for you. Right, right. You'll 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 stop being so anxious about having everything figured out mm. because no one does. Mm. No one does, man. You just, you got to live life. Right. You got to right. live it. You have to. The The only thing that matters about your past is that it brought you to where you are right now. 
And you, yeah, exactly. I you, couldn't have said that better. Exactly. And you just take those steps and move forward. That's and that's some of the things you learn from from guys like Marcus Aurelius or reading is that um, sometimes good is going to happen, bad is going to happen. Life is like a pendulum. You're going to experience as much joy and happiness and love and and satisfaction as you do despair hate sorrow and depression that that's how life works and the more risk you're willing to take either way the more satisfaction you're going to be able to have in versatility and momentum mobility in your life um absolutely for sure paris man thank you so much this is this has been an absolutely great conversation you said to make it a, a great interview or your best interview, we had to a ask questions to make you think. I hope those questions definitely okay. made you think because um, it made me do the same. Where, where can we find you at? Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Paris Devon. Um, you can find me on Instagram as Paris Devon. Uh, the screen name is Catch Me If You Can. Um, C-A-T-C-H-M <laughs> number three underscore U uh, M-E-I-F U-C-A-N um, you can find me on Twitter catch me if you can you can find me on Snapchat Paris Devon um, or you can find me on my website at uh, 365 days of happiness dot org shoot you've got or, all this you've got all this oh, one more oh or you can find my book on Amazon under 365 days of happiness <laughs> there you go you you got all the social media all the platforms man I appreciate it so much and, and thank you so much for listening as well go ahead and share it with me your comments and if you haven't already take the time to take send this to your friends send it to your mother send it to somebody who is looking to transition in their life it's going to do something for somebody and it's going to do something for everybody as long as we keep sharing it thank you for listening see you next time thanks for having me no problem this is the dad